discussion on New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So before we get into some Saints bangles and also some Saints news as the Saints signed wide receiver Brandon Marshall, I just wanted to say if you like this podcast and haven't followed our various platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who That This, on Instagram at um, Who That Discussion, on Podomatic at the Who That Discussion, and then also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, our iTunes channel, our Google Play channel, and our Spotify channel at the Who That Discussion, and on those sites, please. Um, like, comment, rate us, and review us because, you know, just it would just give us more um, feedback. And, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback from the Houdat Nation, a lot of positive feedback. You know, just see what we're doing good, what we maybe need to work on, all that fun stuff that you guys can do and just to help this podcast grow. And, you know, that would just be really helpful for me. But with all that said, I think we should get right into some Saints news. As today, the Saints signed wide receiver Brandon Marshall to a one-year veteran deal here. And, um, you know, this year, Brandon Marshall, kind of iffy. He played seven games before he got released by the Seattle Seahawks. He had 11 catches for 136 yards and one touchdown. In his career, Brandon Marshall has had 970 catches, um, you know, 12,351 yards, and then also 83 touchdowns, which is, I mean, that's really, really good for him. He's played now about 13 years, so I mean, you know, he's just had a very, really solid career um, in basically what he's done in 2007 to 2015. He was an elite receiver, really, really good. He did a lot of really good stuff, and then since 2015, not as good. Um, with the Jets in 2016, he had 60 catches in 15 games, and the Giants only had 18 catches last year in five games, and then in seven games with Seattle, 11 catches, so... Not really that much for him here. I think he could definitely be, maybe not the wide receiver two, but I think he could be a good wide receiver three right now for our team. Um, I think he's going to be really vital in the red zone and get some uh, touchdowns opposite Michael Thomas. And I think what it will do, because now, you know, you put him in the red zone, I think he'll get all his snaps in the red zone. I mean, maybe he'll get some snaps in the middle of the field. I think he can be a good possession receiver as well. But he's going to get his snaps, I think, in the red zone. And he basically, his job is going to be going up one-on-one and trying to catch some touchdowns. And if he's successful at that, that's going to make Michael Thomas's job much easier because they're just double-teaming him in the red zone. So, you know, if he's now getting one-on-ones because you have to respect Brandon Marshall, it makes it much better, you know, for the Saints and, you know, for Mike Thomas. That's going to open up a lot of more different ways the Saints could score. So I think it's a good move there. I mean, the Saints offense is already one of the best offense in the league, if not the best offense. And I think it showed that against Cincinnati, but a really good job there. Also, I really like um, the Brandon Marshall signing. It really goes with it. It's I really like Keith Kirkwood. Um, You know, he's from Temple, undrafted free agent. Um, His first game was this game because, you know, we thought Des Bryant, you know, maybe would play and we were going to bring up Kirkwood, you know, just for one week. And then once Des is healthy and ready to go, we would have played Des. But, you know, Des obviously got injured. So Kirkwood is really up, I think, for a long time here. And I really like uh, Keith Kirkwood. I think he could be a really solid receiver in this league. And just looking at it, um, you know, he's a lot of athletic ability for his size. Um, The way he can high point a ball, you know, he has a high wingspan. So that's going to help him. Um, so I really think that, you know, Brandon Marshall can really help him become to a better receiver. And I think that, you know, having Brandon Marshall is going to help Keith Kirkwood in return. So I think that could be big there. I still think we should keep Kirk, Keith Kirkwood in the offense, not, you know, get him out of the offense. Um, two catches yesterday, 45 yards. I mean, if he can get that every game, that'd be huge. You know, even without Brandon Marshall, with Brandon Marshall, he can do that. Brandon Marshall, I think Brandon Marshall is going to do a very similar thing. Two to three catches, 50 yards. And if he can get a TD, that would be big for him there. But, I mean, that's a really only piece of Saints news. I mean, just looking at it, the Saints right now, I mean, adding anyone else, I would have been fine if they didn't add um, 
Brandon Marshall, to be quite honest with you. Because right now, I mean, to me, the, this offense is amazing. Brandon Marshall's had some some attitude issues, excuse me, in the past. I think he's definitely passed that. Um, it went through a lot of years to change that, and finally he's changed that. He's been really good in the community, in the locker room. I think a lot of players respect him, so I think he'll be a good vet. Um, he's never made the playoffs. That's kind of like the jinx that he puts on teams when he's on it. Hopefully it doesn't happen with us. But um, I think it's just something you know he's got to look at. I think he wants to come to, onto this team. I think that's why it happened. I think Sean Payton's up in the next receiver. Brandon Marshall said, "I'm here. I can play." And um, you know I think he's really the best free agent option out there. So I think we signed the best one there. And I think it's you know mutual good stuff if he can be good. And if he's not that good, I, and we stop start playing not so good, um, maybe not even because of him, maybe because of his jinx. I think he'd be the first one out because I mean you know nothing can really mess up this chemistry for this team, and you can't let anything happen. Eight game winning streak, riding high. You know, to me, I wouldn't bring anyone in, but they bring Marshall in. I'm fine with that. We welcome Marshall in with, you know, open hands. Um, I wouldn't have been so surprised if we didn't bring in anyone, but we do bring in Marshall. I think it's a good signing. I think it could be, um, the product could be very, very good, you know, but worst comes to worst, we caught him. It's just low risk, high reward. And, you know, he could be an amazing receiver. You know, if he even goes back to that Jets year where he had 60 catches in 15 games, so that means, you know, it cut, basically cut that in half. So if he had... Um, about six, uh, 30 catches, excuse me, and he had like four TDs, that would be very good in that um, amount of time. If he can get four, four to five TDs, that'd be, I think, really nice. I think he can do that. I think in the red zone, he's going to get targeted a lot, and um, I think we'll see. I mean, with the, red, uh, the Seahawks, excuse me, and they have a much worse offense, he was still targeted about three times a game. So I think he'll have four to five targets probably if he can get two or three of those hopefully more than half, and I think you know, he'll be on you know the way to a pretty good season, and I think he'll be solid with us. I do not think that he's going to be, you'll ruin the culture of this team. I don't think his jinx, you know, of how not making the playoffs, I don't think that will affect this team. I think it's just going to be good veteran leadership for this team. And, you know, not, not like we really needed his signing, but I think he does make this team better. Um, I think we can be successful and, you know, do what we want to do, you know, achieve the goals that we want without him. But I think he does make this team better. So, you know, I'll sign off on any move that makes this team better. And I think that, De uh, not Des, excuse me, Brandon Marshall does make this team better. So with all that said, I think it's time to get into some Saints Bengals talk here. So, um, you know, I'll get through some notes, then storylines, then our group by group recap. And the Saints completely demolished the Bengals here. I mean, I mean, nothing really you can say. 51 to 14, the Saints get the win here. Um, the second quarter was obviously the big quarter for the Saints where they scored 28 points. Um, amazing play all the way around. Just some notes. Drew Brees did pass Brett Favre for the throwing the second most touchdown passes of all time. So congratulations to Drew. He had three touchdowns passing, and they also had one rushing where he jumped over the pylon. line. He's so good at that. So he was amazing in this game. Looking at his stats, I mean, just another MVP-type game. I mean, it's 265 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, no sacks. QBR of 97, and Q passer rating, excuse me, of 150. That's what you just want to see, you know, that kind of stuff. If he's going to do this game after game, I don't see us losing many games. Um, 51 points. This is also, I mean, the first time the Saints put up over 50 points in a game, but it's the fifth time that the Saints put up over 40 in a game, so that's obviously, I mean, five times in nine games is like, it's insane. I mean, it's their team to do that. Just, I mean, put that in perspective there. Just amazing stuff there. Um... Also, Saints are now 5-0 on the road. First time they've been 5-0 on the road since 2009. I think that's obviously a great year. So, you know, got to bring up that stat. First time the Saints have been over 500 on the road since 2011. So, I mean, just a lot of great stuff there. 
Um, they only have three more road games, and they're all in a row when they go to the Cowboys, um, and then they play the Bucks, and then they go to the Panthers and play there. So three straight road games. That's our last three road games. I think all those games are pretty winnable on the road there. Um, then we also have four home games. You know, that's the Eagles, Falcons, um, Panthers, and then also we play the Steelers at home. So, you know, obviously now we have more home games than away games. I think that can, you know, it's going to help us, I think, because I think we do play better at home. But I think we're playing amazing on the road, too, you know, this year. Seems like we're a road team just as much as we're a home team. You know, dominating performance on the road. This reminds me a lot of the Buffalo game last year. And I think even more because, you know, Buffalo is not as good as Cincinnati is. I mean, Cincinnati was 5-3 and three coming into this game. I know they're injury-riddled, and that was going to be a big thing for the Saints to take advantage, and I think they did. But still, I mean, they're 5-3. and three. They've beat a lot of good teams, and we came in there and beat them. This moves the Saints to 3-0 and in the AFC North, which is a really, really tough division. And to now, you know, at least confirm a 3-1 and one finish, possibly 4-0 and oh if we can beat the Steelers at our place, but going on the road twice against AFC North teams and coming out, you know, um, victorious, both of those games, it just shows a lot, you know, it shows a lot about this team, it shows a lot about the coaching, how we're disciplined, um, only one penalty in this game, that's another note, obviously a big note there, so, I mean, look, this team right now playing extremely good football, so that's obviously really really big there it's now on to our storylines we have three from the last episode we'll obviously touch upon see how that you know occurred with the saints and then also we'll talk about some new storylines that came out from the game so a couple of the really the old storyline you know that we came when we talked about last friday was can we keep the momentum can we stop mixing and then you know can we feast you know um against cincinnati as you know they do not have a good secondary and well, we kept the momentum on the road. Pretty amazing. Um, you know, winning 51-14 to 14 on the road is extremely impressive. I think this was the most impressive win by any NFL team this week. So, I mean, I think that was just a very impressive keep. Kept the momentum for sure. Stopping Mixon, we did pretty well because he was doing good. But he didn't get a lot enough carries because they were behind so much. So they couldn't really give him the ball there. We stopped their wide receivers, you know, without A.J. Green pretty easily. So that was obviously big. And then we completely feasted on the Cincinnati secondary and their linebacking core, which was out to injuries. I mean, another storyline was coming in. Uh, to me, it was a big coming out of the game, excuse me, is that Mark Ingram, uh, he came up, had a great game in this one. I wanted to see how he played. And he had his first vintage performance of 2018. And I think it could continue just looking at it. I think that if he can play at this level and, you know, with his leadership with Kamar and really the whole team, he's such a great leader. Um, and then, you know, if he could be that bell cow, not bell cow, because they basically split carries, but if he can be a really good force with Kamara as they were last year, I mean, where are you stopping this offense? I mean, I'd like to know because if Mark Ingram's running like that, I think he had 13 carries, 104 yards, and then he also had a TV in the receiving end. I think he had over 160 yards from scrimmage. That's obviously amazing stuff. And if he can do this game after game with Kamara, I mean, there's nowhere you can stop this team right now. If he can run like that up the middle um, and really help control the up-the-middle running, because Kamara's not as good as the up-the-middle running as he is in the zones and the pitches and stuff, and then you have Kamara doing all the great stuff he does, it makes this offense basically unstoppable. And obviously Michael Thomas and Drew Brees, I mean, to put on top of that. You know, so if he's playing like that, um, it makes this team really good. So that was obviously really big there. And I think in playoff time, if we have to run the ball, especially if we ever play a playoff game on the road, um, having Ingram there being able to run through the trenches and picking up the tough yards against the stacked boxes, that's going to be big for him there too. But, I mean, look, if he keeps on playing like this, he's going to be a really good player and a hard player 
to beat because, I mean, once he gets ahead of Snead, I mean, he's gone, and he showed some runs. He wasn't as explosive as he was last year, and now we saw the explosiveness, and I think maybe it just took him a couple games since the, um, you know, his suspension there. So, also, one more storyline from this game is the secondary bounced back and played a really good game. I know it wasn't against the best receivers, but two picks they had um, with Marcus Williams and... Eli Apple also getting an interception, and then also, I mean, Marcus Lattimore played a good game against Tyler Boyd when he was on Boyd, and then when he wasn't on Boyd, I mean, look, this team, you know, he didn't get beat at all, I didn't even hear, hear um, Lattimore's name being called, excuse me, in the whole game, um, Apple didn't play up to his standard until basically after the first drive, after the first drive, he played very, very well, First drive, he got beat by John Ross a few times. So that obviously wasn't good, especially for that touchdown. But then after that, he was really good. P.J. Williams, another great game. Give it to P.J. Williams, who really, and I know a lot of Saints fans don't like him, but he's the last three games, he's played very, very good football there. So Marcus Williams getting a pick, you know, basically playing center field, had a really good run back there. And then also Von Bell had a, some really nice tackles in this game. So really good for the secondary. They're getting better each week. Another week they played better. I think this was their best game to date. I know it wasn't against the best receivers, but we'll take it. See what they can do next week against a good receiving core. You know, with the Eagles, you know, Golden Tate, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, um, Nelson Aguilar, players like that. You know, I think that would be really big for them there. So just some quick injury updates in the injury report. Um... Tyron Armstead did leave with a shoulder injury with the game. He was questionable to return and didn't return. Still no update on him, so I guess we'll see when they practice, see if he's limited, you know, if he's going to be out for a long time, or is he just going to be playing through it. I think I think he's going to play through it. He's a really tough guy. Maybe it's bad, but um, I, I was listening to Deuce Windham last night, and he said that it's may, maybe not that good. He was kind of hinting towards it, but who knows? Um, shoulder injuries, they could be tough. But, you know, if it's not that serious, I think Armstead will come up, play good. But if he, you know, if he needs surgery or something like that, that would obviously be a big blow. Shout out to um, Jermon Bushrod, who played really, really, really good in his absence. But, um, you know, especially he was playing with a heavy heart and, you know, he's playing very emotional. He played really good. So you got to give it to, you know, um, Jermon Bushrod there. Um, Breeze is used to uh, Bushrod there, excuse me. Um, you know, especially because he played about six years with Breeze, um, you know, and they won a Super Bowl together. So... That trust factor is definitely there with Breeze, you know, as just, I think it's just as much as Armstead, and he played really good, so you got to give it to him there, and they have some great pass rushers, and, you know, um, Bushrod still played really good. Armstead, I really hope he's healthy, because I think we'll need him against some teams, but, you know, maybe Bushrod's going to rise to the occasion and be a really good player here, but, you know, I would like to see, hopefully, you know, Taron Armstead's okay, and, you know, he can come right back, maybe not, if it's not next week, at least in the next couple of weeks, getting ready for December and January, if we play into January, which I hope so, and we're looking like we will, so I just don't want to jinx anything, but, you know, we, I think we need Armstead, not we need him, but he'd be obviously a really big player, you know, in January, because even looking at the teams, the playoff teams right now, none of them really have great outside rushers, it's really the inside rushers that I have to worry a little about, so that's more of the interior offensive lineman, but still having a great left tackle, you know, gives your quarterback, obviously, more time to throw, and just that blind side, you know, if your quarterback is not um, you know, okay with having a bad offense of a bad left tackle. That's going to make him a little more jittery back there, looking behind him to see if anyone's coming behind. But now, you know, with Armstead and I think Bushrod, I think the trust level with Breeze is still there. So I think that's really big there. So now on to our group by group preview. So the Saints here, I mean, it's basically almost A's all the way down here. Quarterback, A+. Breeze played out of his mind. Amazing here. Um... 
What else do you want to say from Drew Brees right now? He's just been so good, and you got to give it to him. His stats were amazing. He, I mean, he had three touchdowns, no picks. I mean, looking at his like 88% um, completion percentage, that's just out of this world. You know, right now he's projected to have the best completion percentage of all time, and he would beat his old record by a long shot. MVP candidate, he's right there, and another MVP game for him. Got to give him an A+. Skill position players... You gotta give him an A to an A plus. Michael Thomas, amazing job. Eight catches, seventy yards, two touchdowns. That's what you want to see from him. Um, running the ball, they had two hundred forty-five yards rushing between Mark Ingram, um, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill. I mean, all these guys. They did really, really good in this game. I mean, when you have that many yards rushing, it's gonna be tough to beat. Also, Dwayne Washington had a pretty good game. You know, in garbage time, he did pretty good when they knew they were running the ball. And Washington took up those carries. Did good job there. Um, but, I mean, between Ingram, Kamara, you know, um, Thomas, obviously, um, Watson, I only think he had the one catch that wasn't a touchdown, but, you know, he did fine, did a good job blocking, same with Josh Hill, did a good job blocking, and also, you know, other receivers, I'm gonna give it to Keith Kirkwood and Austin Carr, who did a really good job here, but it was really, um, you know, Ingram, Kamara, Thomas, and then Kirkwood and Austin Carr, Traquan Smith didn't really do anything, that's kind of a disappointment, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what he can do in the future, but really good job from them. There, I mean, a lot of the second half was just running the ball anyways with Ingram and Kamara and later with Dwayne Washington. But I think a good job between, you know, the whole skill position group. I think they played basically almost a flawless game here. No drops, no none of that stuff. I mean, obviously, Breeze did an amazing job throwing them open sometimes. You know, amazing throw to Michael Thomas where Michael Thomas made an amazing catch in the end zone on the first touchdown. But just a really good job there. Um, offensive line, another amazing week. No sacks given up. Um, against a pretty good defensive line with Geno Atkins, um, with Dunlap. I mean, but no pressures really. I think only one or two. Armstead played good until he got hurt, and then Bushrock came in there and was basically flawless. A really good job there. Also, Andrews Pete had an amazing block on Ingram's screen for a touchdown. Amazing job there. Max Unger was solid. Larry Walford had some really nice blocks where he got to the second level on a couple of Ingram runs. And then also, you got to look at um, Ryan Ramchek, who's really, really good there. You know, if I were the Saints, you may want to move Ramchek to left tackle and then move Bushrod to right tackle. You know, if I think maybe if Armstead was out long term, you may do that. But I think just for the one game, you know, putting Bushrod there is, you know, fine for me. And I think Breeze is comfortable with Bushrod, so I think it's fine to have him there. So now on to the defensive side where, you know, defense played really strong. I mean, really only one touchdown on the first drive. And the rest of the game, they didn't give up anything, just a Garbo touchdown with backups in. So, I mean, I'm not even going to really talk about that. But, I mean, you got to talk about the defensive line. Got to give them an A to even an A, really an A, not an A+, because they didn't play out of this world amazing, but they played A amazing. So um, you got to give it to, you know, Cameron Jordan had a sack. Um, Sheldon Rankins had a really good sack. I mean, he was bowling rushers over. That's just it was an amazing sack. Got to look at um, Alex Anzalone had just where he mauled Andy Dalton on a great sack there, and then also um, Alex Okafor and David Onyemata both had half a sack. That's obviously really good stuff there. Onyemata had a tackle for loss. I mean, this team they played very very strong. I mean, the whole defensive line they stopped mixing pretty well, especially really after that first drive they stopped mixing. Very good. So, um, got to give it to the defensive line there. They played a really good game. Really no complaints. A lot of good stuff. Really good job getting to Andy Dalton. Made Andy Dalton feel uncomfortable. And, you know, this defensive line's finally coming around, playing really good. Now getting to the quarterback. It's scary. And to have Marcus Davenport coming back. I mean, they're just licking their chops, trying to get to the QB. And they played a really good game here against Cincy. The linebackers, I mean, got to give them any performance. 
They played really good. I mentioned Anzalone sack. He, I mean, just amazing job from him. He's playing really good this year, so you got to give it off to him. To Mario Davis, another really good game. You know, he had five tackles. Um, he had a one half a tackle loss, excuse me. So he played really good there. Got to give it to him. He's played good. Um, he's been really good. And then also AJ Klein continuing a really good season. He was good as well. So I mean, again, they stopped the run really well. Also, they stopped the tight end T, uh, CJ Uzma, excuse me. You know, everyone's, uh, not everyone, but the Cincinnati thought that they were going to give it to their tight end more, but he was not open because our linebackers were covering really good. Also, you got to give it to the safeties back there. And next week, that's going to be a big test with Zach Ertz. Now, on to the secondary here, and they played really good. Going to give them a B-plus because they did get gashed a few times in the first drive. Take out that first drive, I'd give them an A, but obviously got to add that first drive in there, so that goes them down to a B-plus. I think it was their best game all year. I mean, maybe you can squeak out an A-minus for them, but B-plus, A-minus, really good job. They played extremely solid. Um, Got to give it to Marshall Lattimore, whose name wasn't even called because they didn't even throw it to him, really. Also, you know, Eli Apple had the pick, a really good pick there. Marcus Williams with the pick, as I said before. Von Bell played good. Kirk Coleman still not playing up to his standard, but, you know, each week he's getting a little better. But um, still, I mean, that signing wasn't, it's not turning out to be a good signing, but it's not killing us, so it doesn't really matter there. Von, it's just made Von Bell get a lot more playing time, excuse me. And he's done a really good job. So I think that's really, really big for him. I mean, he's having a career year. Um, PJ Williams played really good, as I said before, you know, locking down that slot, you know, with Alex Erickson. I know, you know, they don't really have great slot receivers or anything, but um, PJ Williams played good. Yeah, I mean, they played good. So the whole defense, really overall, this team got an A+. Plus. And special teams, not really much special teams. They weren't really on the field that much. But you got to give them an A-plus there with the coaching because Sean Payton coached him amazing, got him ready to play, even had a punch the fire alarm. So um, you know, got him ready to play. He was worried that playing for 1 o'clock they'd come out sluggish. Well, that was not the case. They played amazing right out of the gate. Um, not a wire-to-wire victory because we were tied at one point, but we never... You know, we're losing in this game, so that's obviously, you know, a big thing there. Just really good stuff here. When you win 41, uh, 51, excuse me, 14, that's just amazing stuff. 35 points in the first half. That ties the record from last week, you know, which I know I messed up that stat during the video, but it was 35 points, 35 points again. That ties last week, which is a record. So, I mean, amazing stuff there. So, we... Now have only one question. It was by a lot of people, but um, we only have one question, and it was, "What do you really think of Brandon Marshall signing? What do you think was going to happen after Des got hurt and like all that stuff?" So obviously we talked about the Brandon Marshall signing, but and just really that whole situation. But let's go a little on it about like two more minutes, you know, just you know, see like where will Brandon Marshall fit in this offense? And I think he's going to fit in this, that slot or to the outside in the red zone. But I think he can actually be a good slot guy as well, especially, you know, possession receivers, maybe he'll come in on third down, just a big body receiver. Um, the Saints think he's still athletic, that's why they brought him in, they were actually really impressed with his workout, so I mean, look, when Sean Payton's impressed by a player, I mean, it obviously means good stuff, so that's obviously, you know, good things for him, I think he's a really good receiver, he's had some really good years, and, um, you know, he could be a player that, it helps us win a couple more games, maybe. But I don't think, as I said before, I don't think we needed another receiver to, you know, bring us to where we need to go. I think it makes this team better, so I'll sign off on it, like I said. And I think it's a good signing. I mean, about an average. It could be really good. It could not be good. And then we just cut him. But, I mean, it's got high, you know, um, value here if he's really good. You know, if he's not that good, it's just you cut him. It's not a big deal. So, I mean, it's good. I mean, a lot of players, they're going to respect him, just like they respected Dez. So that's obviously another big thing there, but 
And I think that just wraps up our talk, you know, with Brandon Marshall. I think he could be a really good receiver for this team. He's going to probably do what Dez did. And, you know, it's just, you know, getting into it, you know, giving him a role that where, you know, he's not lost in the shuffle, but, you know, he's not, you know, taking too many targets. But I think, you know, another receiver is going to help out Michael Thomas. I really do. I don't think it's going to hurt him. I think having another receiver um, really will help him because now less coverage will go to Thomas. You know, more will go to another receiver, especially if Brandon Marshall, you know, succeeds as, you know, being a good number two or number three guy. I mean, I think we did kind of need another receiver, but I think we could have got by with having, you know, Thomas, um, you know, when Ted Gig comes back and then you have Traquan Smith, um, you know, Keith Kirkwood, Austin Carr. I think Keith Kirkwood, you know, could be really solid in the same role that Brandon Marshall's doing. But obviously Sean Payton saw something in Brandon Marshall to give us, you know, the extra receiver. He liked Brandon Marshall. He was actually thinking of bringing Brandon Marshall and Des Bryant on. So, you know, you could see how much Sean Payton thinks of these guys. You know, I'm just hoping Brandon Marshall doesn't give any jinxes to us and, you know, no, you know, bad vibes. I don't think he will. And I think he'll be a good receiver for us. But, you know, I think he just wants to play in the playoffs. We really do. So, you know, I don't think that will happen to us, you know, the Jinx. But I think he may get his first, you know, playoff appearance, first playoffs as a player, which is, you know, just it's good for him. And I'm happy he's getting this opportunity. And just let's just not hope he gets injured on the second practice like Des Bryant is. Also, another um, kind of little sudden news I just want to get him before the episode is over. Des Bryant is open to coming back to the Saints in 2019. And the Saints are hoping to bring in Des Bryant back. So in the offseason definitely look out for that I mean we're during the season so we're not gonna really talk about the offseason but I think that's something to look out for you know in March or April when it comes down and Des Bryant wants to sign with someone I think we'd be at the top of his list there so with all that said I think it's time to wrap up this podcast if you like this episode and you know you like this podcast and you haven't followed us on our various accounts, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis, on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion, on Podomatic at the Who Dat Discussion, and then also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Google Play channel, our iTunes channel, and our Spotify channel. And on those sites, we are at the Who Dat Discussion on there. You know, on all those sites, please you know like. Um, comment, rate us, and review us. It just really helps me, you know, connect with other people, see how we're doing and what we need to maybe do a little better or what we're doing great. You know, it's just great to hear from the Houdat Nation. I love connecting with the Houdat Nation. You know, this is why we started this podcast. And, you know, for it to come, you know, this far, you know, our just last Twitter post got like over 150 likes, got a lot of comments and, you know, was talking to a lot of, you know, fans. And it's just, you know, it's great stuff. So I'm just very, very happy, you know, with, you know, obviously the team I'm very happy with has you know, we're eight and one, but just how this podcast has grown, I'm just very happy with, and I just can't say thank you enough to the Houdat Nation. So we are now eight and one, eight game winning streak. Can't wait for next week's game against the Eagles. You know, our next episode will be Friday, but we'll break down and preview that game. Hopefully Brandon Marshall will be able to play. So we get to talk about him. Um, you know, the Eagles, they just had Ronald Darby go on IR with a torn ACL, so they won't have him against us. But, you know, I really feel like, you know, we're playing really hot. And, you know, to really pick against us, I mean, I don't think you really can at this point how good this team has played. So with all that said, I wanted to say thank you, prove them right, and who dat?